Hello and welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. And this is the Video Game Music Podcast featuring only music from the 8-bit and 16-bit era of video games. The very best, the finest music. Um, The very best, the very finest. Yes. Um, In other words, our, our favorites. And, and we hope we hope your favorites too. We hope you we hope it's the the best in your opinion also. And and if you're a consistent listener, you you probably share that viewpoint. Yes. So uh, before we get into today's topic, uh, I wanted to mention a couple things. I made a recent discovery um, about the composer of Contra and Super C, Hidenori Mawizawa. A discovery. Yeah, I just well, I had this. Well, what, hap- what has happened when uh, I'm sorry, what was happening was okay. I was listening to the soundtrack for the arcade version of Contra, um, courtesy of actually one of our listeners, uh, Ed, sent us um, sent us the arcade soundtrack for Contra, and um, so I was listening to it. Okay, and the entire soundtrack is the same as the Nintendo version. Obviously, it's arranged differently. Right, I mean, there's some little differences here and there, but it's essentially the same songs. And I thought, huh, is this? Did Hidenori Mawizawa compose the arcade version? Right. So I looked at some gameplay footage of the of the arcade version of Contra. Okay. And watched the credits, and in the credits, it was not Hidenori Mawizawa who was listed. And oh, really? Yeah. Instead, whose name was listed was. Uh, Kazuki Muraoka. Kazuki Muraoka. Have we heard from that composer before? We have. Does it sound, sound familiar to you? Sparks. It's it's ringing a bell in my head. Well, he also composed the music to Metal Gear. Okay. And he uh, also uh, worked on some other stuff for Konami. Um, but uh, he went by the alias sometimes Kazuki Ja. But uh, yeah, Kazuki Murooka composed the music to Contra for the arcade, which means that Hidenori Mawizawa didn't actually compose the music for the Nintendo version of, right. of Contra. He only arranged it. Wow. He arranged it for the Nintendo. And um, however, there is in the Japanese version of the of Contra. Yes, there are cutscenes in between the levels. And there was original music composed for those cutscenes that aren't in the arcade version, and they're also not in the North American version. And I believe Hidenori Mawizawa composed the music for those cutscenes only. Really? So that's something to take note of. So then I thought, I wonder if the same goes for Super Contra. So um, I listened to the music of Super Contra for the arcade, and it's called Super Contra on arcade. For Nintendo, it's called Super C. And again... Super C uses the same music as the arcade version. Credits for the arcade version, again, Kazuki Muraoka. Right. And also, along with Motoaki Furukawa. Furukawa. Have we heard from that composer? What's that? Have we heard from that composer? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I it's It doesn't ring a bell as much as uh, Kazuki Muraoka. Did, but, did this discovery start just with the the listener's submission? Well, yeah, because yeah, because I was listening. It started, mm-hmm. yeah, because I started. List- I was listening to that soundtrack that, right. um, you know, the listener Ed had sent us, and I started thinking about 
uh, if this is the same music, I wonder if he did that, you know, composed the music to it. So also, um, so again, Hidenori Maozawa arranged it for the Nintendo Super C. Okay. So he arranged both Contras for Nintendo, but didn't actually compose the music to it, and, except for the cutscenes for for the Japanese version of, of the uh, the Famicom version of Contra. Anyway, I just thought that was something I should bring up, and it also kind of leads into uh, another point I wanted to talk about, which was um, if anybody's ever if anyone listens to us on iTunes or subscribes on iTunes, you'll notice that the release dates keep changing on on all the episodes. Um, it almost seems as though every week they get updated, um, or they, the dates change to to the next next week. You know. Um, the reason that that's happening is, um, well, I'm constantly finding out new information about composers and, you know, who composed what. Right. For example, like I just talked about, or, you know, with the Kanuyo Yamashita episode, finding out to- Satoi Terashima composed certain things. Sure. That we, and um, so I always go back and re-edit the track lists, uh, the track listings for all, all the, our episodes. When I republish those, it changes the release date on the feed it doesn't change the release date on our post on the on the, the blog site but it does change the date on the feed and unfortunately there's no way to edit the release date on the feed and that feed goes into iTunes and that's why the on iTunes it keeps on changing the, the release dates so um, oh and and every time I do that well the other annoying thing about uh, you know iTunes or whatever is that if you change the release date, it will order it in in the order of release when it was released. So if uh, I changed the release date for one episode, it puts it out of out of order with the rest of them. So right. if I ever have to change the track list for uh, one of the episodes, I have to make sure to republish every episode after that so that it, it keeps it in order. So that's why the release dates keep on changing on, on the episodes. So... Hopefully that doesn't have too much of a negative effect on anything. Um, but in case anybody was wondering why the release dates are changing, it's because of uh, changing the track listings on stuff. Because you know, there's always new information I'm finding out, and I, I like to try to keep the track listings accurate and right. um, you know thorough as possible. So anyway, I just wanted to address that um, uh, before we move on. Let's mention our sponsor, um, Destiny Games. They are. In Canton, Michigan, 42134 Ford Road, 734-404-5548. Give them a call for all of your gaming needs. Yeah, and they also uh, work with repairs as well. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so today's topic is New Age. New Age music. Right. And actually, Rob and I, we're both big fans of New Age music. Um, We've spent many uh, road trips together. Absolutely. uh, Listening to... The Spa on um, Sirius, Sirius Radio. Radio. Yeah, Sirius Satellite S- Radio. Spa is the, the the name of the radio channel that they chose Yeah, that showcases uh, New Age style music. And so uh, this is sort of our going to be our version of Spa. Right. For for today's episode. is uh, This is sort of the, the Spa brought to you by the Legacy Music Hour. The Legacy Spa Music Legacy, Hour. Yeah, the, Lezi- the, the Spa Music Hour. The Spa the, No, music. I don't know. The Legacy Spa. The Legacy Spa. The Legacy Spa. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, we're, all our tracks are going to be uh, music that, video game music from the 8-bit and 16-bit era that sounds like new age music or that could would 
to us be new age music. And uh, you know, actually, Rob and I, uh, we actually, one time we got to uh, we, our destination early, and we decided to try to take a nap in the car. Right. And we put some spa on, and it was a very, very. Um, I don't know how you describe the experience. Is funny. It was a funny. It was a funny situation that we were lying down. Both both put our seats down, and we're trying to take a nap. And this music is playing, and it's very you know new agey, and right. we're and, and we're just like lying down. And it was almost. I would say it was almost romantic. Almost. It was almost romantic. I mean, if it was, if you were a girl, it yes. definitely in the, at that moment it would have mm-hmm. been. The moment where maybe I just looked into your eyes. My feminine body exactly. wasn't, wasn't close enough. No, yeah. no, no, no. It definitely was not. Yeah. But although you you do have feminine features. I do have a very small frame. Yes. Petite. Um, but Petite. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll probably uh, talk more about uh, the uh, the uh, the new age times we've spent together. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, let's let's get into it, though, and I think you're first. I would like to start things off with a Super Nintendo track. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is from a game we've heard from before, uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Here is a track called Memories of Green. Yasunori Mitsuda, and um, also, you know, I, I kind of actually already played this track on our show, but it was a different arrangement of it. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, you know, the, the this is the main theme of Chrono Trigger, and um, I played it on one of the episodes, and this is sort of just a different arrangement of it, um, sort of more of a, a more of a melancholy arrangement of it. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. But um, you were asking about the uh, the other the composers that are listed on yes. the soundtrack. The um, we've talked about this before on the show, but Yasunori Matsuda he um, he got sick when while he was composing the soundtrack to this game, and um, some of the last several songs or so had to be composed by somebody else because he was too sick to right. do them. Right. So Nobuo Uematsu composed um, several of the tracks and one of the tracks was composed by uh, Noriko uh, Matsueda, I think it was who it was. Okay. And, um, and so, uh, so she's listed uh, as well, but she only did one track. And Nobuo Uematsu, he did several tracks, but the, the majority of the soundtrack was Yasunori Matsuda. So, um, do you do you remember what do you which one do you prefer this one or the um, or the other version the more sort of adventurous sounding one? I like this one. You like this one more, yeah. Something. I feel like I want to put an avocado mask on my face, uh-huh. and then a couple of cucumbers over the eyes, <laughs> taking deep breaths. Just relaxing. Up next, I'm going to play something from uh, a game called Secret of Evermore. Yes. And this is music composed by Jeremy Sewell. This was, I think, and I think I mentioned this before, Square's first North American production, meaning it was produced in North America. Um, and design in, in North America. Okay. Um, but a, but a square, uh, square soft game nonetheless. And the track we're going to hear is called Eben Keep Town. Music from Secret of Evermore, composer Jeremy Sewell. This is music from Secret of Evermore, music composed by Jeremy Sewell, and this is Eben Keep Town. And to me, this is just so new age. The age couldn't get any newer. No, couldn't, yeah. This is the newest it gets. I like this part right here a lot. I really like those chord changes. 
but yeah, this sound is just, it's so, um, I mean, this so exemplifies new age music to me, or at least a certain kind of new age music. That voice in the background, that synthesizer yeah. type sound, that's, that you hear that in a lot of new age Yeah, songs. totally. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this is just, this is the newest, newest age possible. The ageiest. It's got that new age smell. Yeah. I like that track a lot. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. I am going to play something from the Sega Genesis right now from a game we've heard from before, Ease 3, Wanderers from Ease. And this song is called Premonition uh, Sticks, and it comes to us from composer Mieko Ishikawa. Premonition sticks from Ease 3, Wanderer from Ease. I'm going to stay with the Sega Genesis and play something from Echo the Dolphin. Right. And this is music composed by Spencer Nielsen. Brian Coburn and Andras Maggiari. And the track we're going to hear is Welcome to the Machine. And this is the the last level of the game. And yeah, kind of similar to the the last track you played, it's kind of has that electronic kind of music new age sound. Right. Anyway, here it is. This is music from Echo the Dolphin. Thank you. 
This is music from Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis. This is music by Spencer Nielsen, Brian Coburn, and Andres Maggiari. And this is called Welcome to the Machine. And I talked about this before, after I had just beaten this game, that this is a six-minute level, and it's on a set track, so you, you have to play it for six minutes. And if you die, you have to start all the way at the beginning again of the of the level. Right. And when you get to the boss, if you die at the boss, you have to start again at the beginning of the six-minute six level. So it gets really repetitive, and um, I, I do like this track. But it did get a little bit repetitive listening to it for six minutes, even though, uh, you know, and, you know, I think if it was a stronger piece, it, I wouldn't have minded listening to it that often. But I do like this track a lot, though. How many times did it take you to get through to the end there? Oh, I just, I don't even know. I mean, I definitely spent, I spent a, a while m- memorizing the level and and then figuring out how to beat the boss. It took me a long time. Definitely. If I was if I was you, I don't know that I could listen to this track ever again. No, I no, I I but you know, listening to the music just on its own and playing the game while listening to it, it's a different experience though. Like I'm I'm noticing things about it right now that I didn't even notice when I was playing the game and listening to it that much. Like like uh there's these here, let me see if I could see if it's see if it's right here. You hear these little there's like this little plucking noise that dun 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 listen right here. Dun 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 you hear that? Yes I did. Dun 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 I don't know, stuff like that. I didn't notice, you know, when I was playing it. Um anyway. Do the proper, you gotta fade it out, you know, as as is the way. <laughs> now we will hear a track from Junction for the Sega Genesis. This was developed. This this game was developed by Micronet, published by Konami. And the track I would like to play right now is uh, Background One, Ocean, mm-hmm. by composer Unknown.
junction, background one ocean. You know, this this song definitely has a water water feel. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can, yeah. It with that, um, I don't know. It almost sounds off key the way those two voices are working together. Hmm. Sounds, uh, maybe, I don't know if you can hear it. It sounds like it's almost going to go off key, but it it, it really doesn't. Huh. I like that. There's a you could, there's a stereo, good stereo effect going with the. Especially in the beginning, you can hear the stereo kind of going, but you can hear the, I don't know, the music's going from left to right yeah. channels. Um, it's another uh, great track by uh, our friend Unknown. All right. I'm going to play something from a game called Equinox. Equinox. How do you, what do you say? I say equinox, but I'm probably wrong. Really? I, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound right, but that's the way I would say it. No, I think that's how most people say it. Probably equinox. Equin- equinox. I say equinox. You say equinox. But no, I don't know. Actually, maybe I'm wrong the way I say it. But uh, either way, this is music composed by Tim and Jeff Fallen, and this track is called Atlena. And I'm actually not going to play the entire thing because um, it's quite long. But um, I'm going to play a selection. From Atlena, or Atlena. How do you spell that? A-T-L-E-N-A. Oh, Atlena. That's how I'd say it. How would you say it? Atlena. No. <laughs> Atlanta? At, Atlena. Atlena. Um, but yeah, this is a selection from Atlena from Equinox by Tim and Jeff Fallen for the Super Nintendo. Music by Tim and Jeff Fallen. That was a selection from Atlena 
from the game Equinox. Or right. Equinox. Depending right. on your preference. Brent, that was so relaxing. Uh, your voice woke me up, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Now, you said you couldn't play the whole piece, but it sounded like it ended right there. I know. Well, that's why I chose to just play the selection of it, because it does sound like it ends there, but um, it does actually go on and become more um, ambient after that. Is this... Well, I mean, I couldn't imagine playing a game after listening to that. I'd, I'd need to put my head down and uh, get a massage. Yeah, well, I guess um, I think I've I've never played Equinox, but um, I, if it's anything similar to its prequel or whatever, I mean, it's the sequel to Solstice for Nintendo, yes. and that's sort of a it's kind of a puzzle game. Um, I don't know, it's kind of a platformer puzzle type game, okay. and um, I think Equinox is similar to to that game. So I guess it's like a platformer puzzle type game, so something like that. And we heard from Equinox on a previous episode. Yes, really, the, the experimental episode. Really early on yeah. in uh, our uh, podcast, uh, uh, the life of our podcast. Right, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was the third episode. Yes, yeah. Well, actually, that was the last song that was played on that episode, I think, that closed, that closed out the episode. Do you remember the name of the song? Uh, the song was called... Um, I know because I just looked it up, but... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I forgot what it was called, actually. What was it? Quagmire. Quagmire. That's right. Yes. Quag. Quag. Or did you say Quagmire or, or Quagmire? I don't know. You, you probably you tell me. I would say, I say Quagmire. Quag. Well, let's just call it Quagmire. Call it Quagmire. Day. I don't know. Very. That was a really nice. Yeah, I like that. Track. I like that piece a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Nice, good, yeah. One, good one. I would like to play something from Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Uh, this track is called Awakening for the Super Nintendo, and this is composer Nobuo Umatsu. Fantasy Six Awakening, and uh, this is actually the main theme of the of the game, which I, I can't remember if we played this on the show or not already. The um, main theme? It's the main theme, but it's a it's arranged it's arranged differently. I mean, this is an arrangement of it, you know. Sure. Like more of a, you know, I don't know how do you describe this, but. This is a, a softer arrangement of the main theme. Um, I think it's also called Terra. Um, and uh, but yeah, but yeah, I can't remember if we played it or not. We might have played it on the. 
I don't know. Maybe the new Uematsu episode, or okay. maybe it was the uh, Square episode. I don't know. We might not have played it at all, though. I can't remember. And you're telling me you think this has more of a jazz sound to it? Uh, the beginning, it. definitely. Okay. The beginning definitely has a jazz sound to it. Definitely. I th- I th- kind of a jazzy sound to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, here, I'll, mm-hmm. play, I'll play that part again. Right here. Kind of. Kind of. It's kind of jazzy. Okay. Kind of jazzy. Kind of. Yeah. Up next, we're going to hear from Secret of Mana. And this is, of course, music composed by Hiroki Kikuta. This is called A Prayer and a Whisper. Music from Secret of Mana, music composed by Hiroki Kakuta. This is a prayer and a whisper. Very new age. Mm. Yeah. Brent, have you ever been to a spa? Um, I've been to a Turkish Turkish bath. What's a Turkish bath? Is that is that a joke or are you being serious? Well, hold up one second. You hear you hear that noise in the background there? That it sounds. I don't know. There was this noise. We might we might come to it again. Anyway, okay. yeah. No, I want your Turkish bath. Say that. Again. What's a Turkish bath? Um, it's a place where you a Turkish man rubs your body. <laughs> he rubs your body in different oh, places, and it's very so. It's 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 all in in uh, the, the title. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a place where you go where a Turkish man bathes you. Mm. No, uh, it's it's a place where you go where a Turkish man with a wart on his toe uh, will like sque- squeeze your body in different ways that it gives you bruises. Did you hear that noise right there? <laughs> the timing was almost perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard that noise, right? It sounded like a like a brontosaurus in Jurassic Park. I like that. I like that sound. <laughs> That's so. It's really. I like that. It, it works. sounds like some kind of animal. It really works for this piece. I feel. It squeezes you till you get bruises. Mm. Right. Um, no, but uh, no. I went to a Turkish bath once in um, in Turkey. Okay, and it was just so painful. Actually, I mean, I, I seriously had bruises on my back and stuff afterwards, and uh, it was like it was really intense. You know, we, we had to lay down on this 
Okay, you lay down on this hot stone. Okay. And it's just really hot in there, and uh, you just start sweating and stuff. And Well, first of all, they make you wear this... I mean, they don't make you do anything. You don't have to do anything you don't want to, but uh, they give you this towel to wear, but the towel is made out of straw. A straw towel? Sort of like a, I don't know, a straw-type material. And then you also wear these, um, these sandals. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess they hose the sandals down, but I don't know how clean they really are. Mm. And, like, I, I kind of sort of made a reference to it earlier, but the person who massaged me, yes. he had a, a wart on his toe, and that wasn't very uh. encouraging when I, you know, when I was thinking about what kind of germs the sandals might have, you know? Yes. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, he just, you know, he got this this kind of cloth, and he... Okay, well, here's the here's the part that is the most intense about it is that they have you lay down on this stone, this hot stone, where you're sweating, and he mas- starts bathing you and massaging you. He, you know, he lathers up his hands right. and he massages you. Okay. And basically, he he they'll always cover your sort of private area, right? You know? um, but your bare your bare buttocks are laying down on the stone while you know this little cloth is on top of your front frontal area okay. you know and so okay so i'm thinking okay my bare buttocks are in the stone where all these other men have <laughs> laid laid their buttocks yes and then you turn around and you're laying your front your front private area right. your front private parts are laying bare on the stone where and then of course the cloth is you know over your your buttocks you know but my basically my penis touched an area where all these other men's penises and buttocks had touched yes and so that was that was something to think about also you that was something to think about while I was listening to this kind of music you did they were they playing spa music no, no, no music at all. No music. Oh, that's no. even more weird. Yeah. So, I mean, plus it's it's this really it's this hot stone where I'd imagine <laughs> things are germs and things are surviving yes. and thriving, you know, and you know, so I don't know. You, you, you rub all this dead skin off your body. Wow, you've joined a, a club of sorts. Yeah, a brotherhood, a fellowship. Yes, a Turkish fellowship. Wow. Um. It was a pretty intense experience, and I think I would have enjoyed it a little more if I went with a friend. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, because I think we would we could have laughed about it more. Instead, I was just there by myself, my my bare genitals touching, essentially touching other men's genitals. Yes. And <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if for some reason we ever get the opportunity to have a Turkish bath yes the opportunity presents itself to both you and I yes I'm going to pass oh I thought you were going to say I would go with you I I, I don't know about placing my buttocks and my junk on a warm stone Mm -hmm. you refer to your genitals as junk yes not me it's not junk mine's not junk it's a penis yours might be junk mine's an antique I, call, I refer to them as antiques. <laughs> it's not junk. It's, they're antiques. I like that. No, uh, no, but but have you been to a spa? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's a very short experience for me. Um, I 
can't get a massage. Did you know that? Oh, why? You feel uncomfortable about it? No, I'm just too sensitive. I'm too ticklish. Oh, you start laughing? Oh, yeah. I so so you've, someone tried to massage you and you start laughing? Mm-hmm. Or was it a man or a woman? A woman. Uh-huh. And what, you just started laughing? Yeah, and I say, I have to stop. I have to stop her and I say, look, this isn't going to happen. Are you... Are you... Instead of laughing, are you meaning to say you got an erection? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, it's not... No, it's not even an, an arousal issue. Yeah. It's just my body becomes so sensitive that even just the touch... Even just the touch, <laughs> it causes it causes tickle. It causes me to laugh. What about your wife? I mean, has she massaged you ever? No, she even she'll tickle you. Yes, huh? I can't handle it. Mm. It's, it's, I think I, it's, you know what I think you need to do. What do you think? I think you need to go to a Turkish bath. <laughs> you think the Turkish the Turkish men can do it? It was a man that massaged you, I'm assuming. Yes, with a wart on his toe. Yes, maybe that'll do it. Well, I think it might do it. Maybe you need a man's touch. There might be something to it. Maybe the, maybe the the feminine touch is a little too, uh, I don't know, tickly, tickling. It's just, it's just something about uh, just get get one, when they're kneading their hands into your muscles and into your body. It it just it causes it's too ticklish. I can't handle it. Huh. Well, these guys were pretty rough, so you know, I don't know if you'd find it ticklish or you'd just find it painful because I found it painful. Um. But I'll tell you this, though. You know, they, they take this, this scrub this cr- scrub thing. They scrub your body, and the, all this the f- dead flesh comes off or whatever. Uh. And um, I walked outside, and my nipples just... I, I could feel the air, like, on my nipple. I mean, I had my... You know, I was clothed, right. but I just... I felt... I did feel really fresh, and my nipples felt really fresh and sensitive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. As a male, you don't get that feeling too often, I think. I don't think. Uh, I guess not, yeah. But I, I just remember walking outside and I could feel the air on my nipple, like through my clothing. I could feel the air on my nipples. It's very fresh. I said as a male, but I mean, I guess a female. I don't know that any females have ever felt fresh nipples either. So fresh nipple, they get that fresh nipple feel. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. I would like to play another track from Ease 3. Wanderers from Ease for the Sega Genesis. This track is called Key of Light. of Light from Ease 3 composer Mieko Ishikawa
here's something from a game we haven't heard from yet. Um, actually, but we hadn't heard anything from Echo the Dolphin either. Um, but uh, this game is called Last Bible 3. Last Bible 3. Yeah, it's not... It's called Last Bible 3, but there's no... has nothing to do with anything religious or anything. Okay. Um, this is a, a Japanese-only release for the Super Famicom. And uh, this is music by Hiroyuki Yanada. And the track we're going to hear is Brantika from Last Bible 3 for the Super Famicom. <laughs> Last Bible 3, music by Hiroyuki Yanada, and this one is called Brantika. Brantika? Yeah, Brantika or Brantika. Is that what you call your junk? (laughs) Brantika? Yes. When people say junk referring to the genitals, I think that sounds gross. Does it sound? You think it's? Does it sound? What, what sounds worse, a penis or junk? Junk, really? A penis is very fine. I'm very fine with penis. <laughs> You're very fine with penis. I'm very fine with penis. Okay. No, that's a, that's that's the it's valid. That's the valid, legitimate term for a male genital. It's penis. It's the medical term. But junk. That's just so yuck. I mean, it seems like disrespectful. You might have something there. But. I don't know. I, I had never thought of, of in terms of an antique, though, you know, yes. in that comparison. So maybe I'll, I, I would be okay with antique. A relic? Or my brantique. A uh, brantique. My brantica. A relic, yeah. Good luck charm. <laughs> rabbit's foot. <laughs> yeah, rabbit's foot. We're going to hear another track now from uh, Chrono Trigger. This one is called Secret of the Forest Mm -hmm. by composer Yasunori Mitsuda.
Chrono Trigger, Secret of the Forest. As you know, And uh, yeah, I think this this piece really starts very new agey. And then I think it kind of gets kind of more jazzy, you know, sort of the second half, you know? Okay. When the piano comes in, right. more of the, the bass and the piano sounds kind of almost, almost funky too, almost. I like that bass in the background. Right now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, it's, this is very, this is new agey, but then later it kind of, I feel like, transitions into more of a jazzy kind of piece. That's one thing I like about the Super Nintendo is that piano sound. Oh, right, right. Love that piano. Right, right, right. This is kind of right here. To me, this sounds less new agey and more kind of jazzy, you know? Okay. And then after this section, Right here, this starts to sound really jazzy. Listen to the bass. You know? It's almost kind of funky a little bit, you know? It's less new age, you're right. Yeah. But this is a very nice piece, though. That the the band that I, I played on the covers episode, the One Ups, yes, uh, they did that cover of uh, Rainbow Road from Super Mario Kart. Yes, they do. Uh, they cover this song also, oh, okay. and it's full full jazz version of it. Um, I'm going to play a track from Donkey Kong Country. Um, we haven't heard from this game yet on our podcast. Interesting um, Super Nintendo game. It's a popular soundtrack. A lot of people like the soundtrack. Um, this is music composed by David Wise and Evelyn Fisher, or Eveline, Eveline Fisher. And, um, well, the, the two of them composed the entire soundtrack, but the track we're going to hear was only composed by David Wise. It's called Aquatic Ambiance, and it's from Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Thank you. 
This is music from Donkey Kong Country. Music composed by David Wise. And this is called Aquatic Ambiance. It's my favorite track of the day. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely got a... Well, it's very new age. But it also kind of has that... It's a different kind of new age than the than that that track from Secret of Evermore. It's like um, I don't know. It's because it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but but it's a it's a it's a very well well done track though. Yeah. You like that kind of guitar right there? Right there. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's like that one sort of gu- distorted guitar yes. string. Yeah. It's a very Come. road rash esque. Here, here it comes again. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I don't know if it's road rash esque. No, it reminds me of. They're, they're, they do that in uh, a few of the road rash one songs for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> That's why it reminds me of that. Uh huh. No, a lot of I think, I think a lot of people. I mean, that's a pretty popular song, "Aquatic Ambience." That people, I think that's a favorite of people who like video game music, the David Wise stuff. Yeah, you know, I've never heard that track before. Yeah, have you? Did you? I mean, have you played Donkey Kong Country? No, 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 no. That's kind of a neat game because the the graphics are, they they kind of use a new. There was a new technology being used for the graphics, um, and and they gave it this really sort of kind of th- smooth 3d look it wasn't polygon i remember though. it was this the silicon graphic thing sure. and um I, I was really excited about that game because of the, the way it looked graphically and it was kind of a new thing for super nintendo um but um but yeah i you know it's not there's definitely some good tracks on donkey Kong country but um it's not my favorite soundtrack though but i do like i, I do like some of the tracks on it though that's a great one I am going to play something from uh, The Karate Kid for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. This, I believe, is the title track. Oh, yeah? Okay. Intro. And the composer is Hirohiko Takayama. This is uh, an LJN title, who coincidentally uh, David Wise composed for. Uh, that, that company, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So this is The Karate Kid. Uh, title track. Kid title track for the Nintendo Entertainment System from composer Hirohiko Takayama. It's a short piece. Yeah. It's, of, of course, it's got that 
that Asian influence. But still, to me, sounds new agey. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, my next couple selections are going to be pretty short as well. I'm going to play something from another game we haven't heard from on our podcast, uh, Star Ocean. And this is a Japanese-only release for the Super Famicom. I actually own this game, but I and it's a role-playing game. I, I just I haven't um, I've, I've sort of checked out the intro to it and stuff, but I, I've, I've owned the game for a couple of years now, and I just still haven't sat down and tried to play it yet. Really, okay. um, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to have to look online at somebody's English translated version of it to to really be able to play it, but. Um, yeah, it's one of these games I just haven't gotten around to. It seems like I, I need to dedicate some time to it, but you know, it's a role playing game that always takes a lot of sort of commitment. Um, oh, so I haven't absolutely. really, you know, haven't really explored the game yet. But I do ha- own it, and um, um, but uh, yeah, only recently really kind of listened through the the soundtrack to it, um, even though I have it. So um, the track I'm going to play is called Guitar Two, and it might sound like to some people that this doesn't sound like new age music, but it, it actually, I mean, if you listen to a lot of new age music, this is, it's very new age, actually. I wonder what you'll think, actually. Um, okay, let her up. This is music composed by Motoi Sakuraba, and it's music from Star Ocean for the Super Famicom. music by Motoi Sakuraba from Star Ocean that was guitar 2 uh, that I know not all new age songs are really down down tempo they're they're not they're not slow and melancholy all the time mm-hmm. so I I I've, I because I listen I'm a regular listener of this but I have a lifetime membership to Sirius yeah so I have heard Did you have a lifetime? Oh yeah. Really wow. Oh yeah. How much does that cost? No, you don't have to say. It costs. It it, it costs me something when I bought it, but it, uh-huh. it's paid for itself already. Right. Okay. So you do the math. So I know that there are songs that sound like this. Well, there usually. Uh, I mean, there's you know, there's new age programs you can listen to that have. I mean, sometimes you just they'll hear just a solo instrument, you know, like guitar. Right. And it it's sort of something in the way that. I don't know. There's a quality in the sort of chord changes, even though there's a sort of bluesy sound to it as well. There's something in the chord changes that has a new age sound to it also. And just the, there's like a kind of reverb on it as well. That sort of makes it sound new agey. Yes. I don't know. I just think that it just, I think to me, it just sounds really new agey actually. Here, let's check out a little bit of it again. Just the way that this is solo. It's like a solo guitar, you know? Right. And, there, there is this blues element, but there's also this kind of... It's totally new age to me, actually. Yeah. 
I have another one from Final Fantasy VI that I'd like to share with you, Brent. Okay. This is uh, for the Super Famicom. Right. Part three being the uh, North American, the North American release. Yes. Uh, for Super one, Nintendo. This one uh, is called Mines of Narche. Mm-hmm. It's, it's spelled N-A-R-S-H-E. How would you pronounce that? I don't know. Narsh? I don't know. I'm going to say Narche. Okay. The Mines of Narche, composer Nobuo Umatsu. Of Narche, Final Fantasy VI. To me, this uh, this this track just sounds really jazzy to me. You know, it's got the snapping, the the finger snapping kind of sound, and the upright bass, and the piano. It sounds like new age jazz. New age jazz, jets versus sharks in a spa. <laughs> This sounds like kind of, I feel like this has more of a jazz sound to it, though. Utah age jazz. Does that make sense? What does that even mean? Well, it's like Utah age jazz. Utah. Like Utah Jazz. I don't get the Utah Jazz reference. It's a basketball team. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. No, it's too, that was too convoluted. Yeah. Up next, we're going to hear from Earthbound. And this is music. Uh, well, the soundtrack is composed by Hirokazu Tanaka, Keiichi Suzuki, and Hiroshi Kanuzu. 
And the track we're going to hear is Doctor on Donuts Lab, and Doctor Who and Donuts and Donuts on Donuts on Donuts. Is the word donut in there? That's A N D O U T. So like an donut. Oh, okay. On donut. Right. And um, I, I'm not. It's not clear who composed this track. It's at least it's not clear to me who composed it. Um. So yeah, it could be all any three of them. I I would think that it's just based on the sort of um, atmospheric quality of this track. I would think it was Hirokazu Tanaka who composed it, but um, I can't be certain. Um, could be Hiroshi Kanuzu, but um, yeah, because it has a. Yeah, there's this has more of an ambient sound to it, which I think most of the, the ambient stuff was was Hirokazu Tanaka when, when it comes to Earthbound. But um, anyway, uh, here for yourself. This is Doctor on Donuts Lab from Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. Doctor on Donuts Lab from Earthbound. Music by Hirokazu Tanaka, Keiichi Suzuki, and Hiroshi Kanuzu. And this is um, very, I mean, obviously very sort of ambient, you know. Um, it, om- it almost sounds like something, it sounds like Brian Eno or something like that. I don't know who that is. Um, one thing that seems like a, I don't know if it's a flaw or what, but um, it doesn't loop very well. The, when the loop starts over, you hear it start it over. It stops. Yeah, it stops. And um, I don't know, it's like that in the game from from the video footage I've seen because I haven't played the game. But I'd like to. I'm still looking for that copy of Earthbound if anybody wants to donate it to the show. But... Um, yeah, I, I I like that. Yeah, it's, I like this track. It's it's very, I don't know. There's something about it that it, it reminds me of. Um, there's something '70s about it too, to me. '70s '70s electronic music kind of kind of thing. It's very new age, very sort of ambient new age music, you know. I'm going to close out my set with one more track from E3 for the Sega Genesis.
Phase three, Sentimental Twilight. Up next, I'm going to play something from uh, a game called Alice No Paint Adventure. And this is a Japanese-only release for the Super Famicom. Um, I do have the composers for this, I think, but I don't have them on me right now. But I'll find it um, when we come back. This track is called Cloud Kingdom. And I'm actually not crazy about the soundtrack, but this track I do really like a lot. Okay. Um, this particular track, Cloud Kingdom from Alice No Paint Adventure. This is another yet another game we haven't heard from yet on the podcast. This is a lot a lot of uh, a lot of um what do you call it? Noob, newbies? Noob, a lot of new a lot of fresh meat, a lot of fresh blood, fresh fish, a lot of fresh faces on this episode. A lot of uh, de- debuts. Yeah. A lot of games that are making their debuts. Alice No Paint Adventure, Cloud Kingdom. music from Alice No Paint Adventure which I guess just means Alice's Paint Adventure and this is called Cloud Kingdom What does the Alice refer to? Alice in Wonderland Alice in Wonderland, yeah. I thought so yeah. and um, yeah, no, I didn't mention that um, and the composers on this are Takahisa Hirano and Takeshi Miura Takeshi Miura yeah. and um, yeah I, I, this is a very short track but I really like I really like it a lot though I like this this uh, there's this uh, here I'll try to point it out right here at the part I like I just really like the the way that works. The I don't know, the chord change with the melody it just really works on that part for me. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah. Also some there's some cool stereo action going too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's with the bass. The bass with the melody really works there. From, yeah. Well, that brings this episode to a close, almost. Um, this was our little 
focus on new age music. That's right. In video game music. And for a full track listing, you can go to LegacyMusicHour.com and um, you, you'll, you can find as thorough as possible track listings for all this stuff. Uh, and if you want to email us, you can reach us at LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. Or call us, text us, 281-SONIC-91. And next week's topic, we're going to do side-scrolling and platforming. So it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yes. And and then after that, we'll have our 40th anniversary. Wow. It's been 40 already? <laughs> it's been 40 years already. Oh, my. Um, so, uh, we're going to leave you, uh, with a track from Final Fantasy II, North American, Final Fantasy IV in Japan. Yes. This is music composed by Nobuo Uematsu, and this is called The, the Lunarians. Uh, it's also, I've seen it listed as Lunar Cave, but I'm going to go with The Lunarians, and yeah, it's music from Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. The name of the show is the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening. <laughs>